The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! I mean, what we're actually doing internally with Wu right now is we decided we wanted to raise more capital. We were kind of looking at different avenues of, of how we wanted to go about that. And we had a few friends that are also entrepreneurs in the space that actually had tested out crowdfunding. So we kind of looked into it and kind of internally decided like we would rather take that route versus like the, the VC private equity route. So what we're doing is we're gearing up for a crowdfunding campaign through Start Engine that basically we're gonna bring our community together. And for the first time, we're actually gonna offer them potentially they can own a piece of woo and, and be a part of the company themselves. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Him and Her Show. Today, we're sitting down with one of our best friends of over 20 years, over 25 years, actually. Weston Mitchell, he's our best friend, like I just said. He is the godfather to our daughter. He is our business partner in our sex business, Woo More Play, which I'm sure many of you have tried and are familiar with. And today, we're shooting the shit. We're talking dating. We're talking about the ick in dating. We're talking about what works, what doesn't. We're talking about sex. We're also making a special announcement around a new partnership opportunity that we have for all of our listeners and everybody in the community. This is the first time we've announced anything like this with any of our private businesses. And I think it'd be interesting for this community, especially people that are Woo customers or have been for a long time. If you're interested in learning more about angel investing or just getting involved, this opportunity could be right for you. So with that, Wesson Mitchell, welcome back. I think second appearance on the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. My face red. Don't worry, man. Just audio. Just audio that we also put on that we also put on video. Is my skincare looking good? Your skincare is looking good. Thank God you're implementing it. Anyway, Weston Mitchell is live on the show. Weston Mitchell and Michael and I have been friends since we were 12 years old. Is this your second or third time on this show? Second time. Oh, second time. Yeah, second time. I went on like three years ago. It's been a while. Second and a half. Second and a half. What was the halftime? Remember at the Jet Bed office? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a failure. We didn't release that episode. <laughs> no, no, no. That one, that, one, that one went to the grave. I think we drank too much whiskey that time. Yeah, that was just a practice run. We have known Weston since we were 12 years old. He came walking in in a green Z-Surf sweater, I'll never forget it, to Earl Warren Middle School. And Michael and I immediately were like, whoa, that guy's tall. Well, and I was like four foot seven then. And Weston and I, we've been, we, we've been through a lot, man. We went to high school together went to college together we're roommates and business partners for forever our partner in woo which we're going to talk about today in a little bit we've been through we've seen a lot done a lot he knows where all the bodies are buried he does you guys used to bury some bodies at u of a <laughs> oh god that's not the way you should just, yeah kind of well you guys used to have some fun i mean weston would build the whole jungle party which was like this huge party and you would you just attend you delegate yeah but lauren i don't really want to go and be one of those like High school, college football heroes. Now let's just move on. Okay, right, <laughs> next subject. On. She always tries to get back into the high school. I love talking stories. about. I like to give people context. Of like, You've been doing the same thing, she, talking about what happened twenty years for twenty years. Yeah. Like that's she all loves you're talking about, about the old times. I just like a nostalgia. Like it, yeah, I like nostalgia. I can't yeah. help it. Well, let's talk about today. What's going on? No, let's talk about your dating life. <laughs> talk about what's going on there. 
Don't make me laugh. I want to give everyone context. I have an IV in my hand right now. Oh, we forgot about that. You can see it it's on the YouTube channel. a giant bag in the back. Yeah, and it's giving me like anxiety because IVs make me really, really nervous. So if anyone's, if I'm moving weird, it's because I don't want to move an inch. We have to give context though. It's Grace, what is this? Vitamin C, B complex, B12, zinc, glutathione. I'm trying to feel better. Lauren's been coughing up a storm on all these podcasts. Yeah, don't get me sick. You've never gotten sick in your life. I haven't been sick in like 15 years. Hey, you know what's kind of crazy about you and for the audience? You have not been sick since I've known you and you never got COVID and you were never sick during the entire time people were getting COVID. Isn't yeah, that don't weird? Get sick. That's weird, man. How do you do that? Is it because you were breastfed until you were five? Yeah, that's actually <laughs> the secret. How do you actually do that? That's the secret. You breastfeed until you're five years old. Do you actually? <laughs> aren't you still breastfeeding? Yeah, once in a while, yeah. <laughs> I get, a, I get a little. Yeah, you were breastfed to your five, but we didn't say you stopped. You just like, but you got to go to five to get the immune benefits. Wait, actually, why do you never get sick though? You told me there's like a whole thing that you do. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've just like, I don't get, the second I, I get like a sense of like feeling sick, I just like block it out. I'm like, that's not going to happen to me. I swear to God. I don't know. I have no idea why I don't get sick. Like I just ever. don't get sick. You've been around my kids when they're sick. Yeah. Me when I'm sick. You never get sick. Yeah, I don't have a reason. I just don't get sick. You told me though genetics. that you say in your head, like, I don't get sick. Yeah, I do that. But I don't know if that's the answer. But like, I just like, yeah, I'm not getting sick. Just get like a three-year-old, four-year-old that goes to school. And you, if you don't get sick, then I will sing your praises and think you're yeah, some we'll kind find of out about weird that. mutant because I don't know what these kids bring home, but it is disgusting. All right. Let's talk about your dating life. What do you want to know about the dating life? It's been a little bit of a roller coaster <laughs> lately. So let's go go way back. Right when you broke up with your ex-girlfriend. Which is what, like four or five years now? Yeah. I've, I've, been, I've been like single. I mean, not like I've been dating on and off, but like I haven't had a long-term relationship in like five years now, which is crazy. I know, but I think I would love for you to just like talk the audience through anything that you've learned through this, I don't want to say trying time, but the last five years. I mean, I think the one thing, like the, the biggest thing is like right out of you, after you get out of a long-term relationship, is you start to like learn to be more independent and you're like less codependent on like what you were before in the relationship. And the more independent you get and the more comfortable you are with yourself and in that independence, then you start really like looking in and growing and growing yourself and like bettering yourself. And you get in a position where you're actually very comfortable, like just being doing things by yourself, being by yourself, all these things. So then actually when you get to that point, it's also difficult then to like really bring someone in in your life, if that makes sense, because now you're so content and just doing your own thing that like if I'm going to bring someone in to share my life with, it has to be like this amazing person. So you just don't want to settle. Exactly. Yes. What are these routines that you're so specific with? Like what? Like you're so content in your life. What are these things that you're doing? Actually, today I, was a great day. I got all my things in today. You for sure have a checklist. You knew you were doing yeah. the podcast. You're like, today yeah, I got to today, get it Today I got in. all my things in. He, this bitch loves a checklist. Yeah. So meditation is non-negotiable. Reading in the morning, non-negotiable. Then I go to the gym. I also stretch before the gym. And that's usually my morning routine. But then I'll also, if I have time, I'll try to get in a sauna cold plunge, even like, like two or three rounds, going back and forth between like a 40-degree cold plunge and like a 190-degree dry sauna. And then lately this year, beginning, starting this year, I've been doing long walks to just get like sunlight and also just a lot of like high level thinking done. 
we decided that that was going to be added to your routine. I can't wait till you have kids because you're nailing it every morning. That'll be interesting to watch you pivot. How long does this routine take? Realistically, long time because I have to wake up at 5 a.m. in order to get it done. So it doesn't cut into my workday. So it's like it's a long situation. And sometimes like if I if I'm like I don't get to bed as early the night before, then I'll wake up at six and I have to like cut some things out. You know, like I won't get the walk in or like whatever. So how long is the meditation? 20 minutes. The 20 minute meditation right when you wake up. Yeah, that's well, I take a shower first so that I'm like fresh and ready to go. And then it's meditation. Can you wait till he has kids, Michael? No, no, and I, but I don't like being one of those guys like, oh, wait till you have kids. But, but like, wait till you have kids. But, but, but you have a wait because. Yeah, but I'll adjust. You're um, a bit anal about your routines and about not, your specific. Uh, I'm not that anal. Things. I can adjust. You can, you can adjust yes. for the right I can woman. Adjust. Yeah, but the thing is, I, I I want children, and I I see through you guys all the joy that children bring to you. So it's like it's it's sacrificing some things for a lot of other like joy and love that you're getting. So I see both sides. So you'll be able to cut your meditation to ten minutes. Yes. Okay. No, I'm not delusional. I'm very self-aware about it. And I see you guys like on a, like, not like a daily basis, but like a weekly basis, like what it is like raising two kids. So I'm not like completely in the dark on that side of You're in the life. dark, buddy. You'll see. All right. You'll you see. just keep telling me. That. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I'll find out. The other day I closed my eyes for three minutes. I'm so tired. I closed my eyes for three minutes. Mom, mom, what are you doing? <laughs> Try to go to the bathroom. Forget it. The other day, she got me a new book. She's like, you're going to really enjoy this book. I got one page in. She slammed open the ball. The kid's got to go to the bed. Slammed off the lights. Just left me in the dark. And then the kid didn't want to sleep. And I was just in there in the dark and derailed the whole thing. That was just one page, buddy. There's no three-hour meditation. I have to find hours between 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. to do anything. And also between... 9 p.m. and midnight. Oh, so you're Those beating your meat hours. at 4.30 a.m.? <laughs> yeah, mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta get up extra early today. Yeah, I'm like, why is Michael waking up at 4.30? Hey, you gotta get that in. So what makes the perfect partner? What are you looking for? I mean, like, I, I probably have built up, like, too many boxes in my head to, like, check off, right? So it's like, you gotta, like, have, you gotta be real that, like, there's not gonna be, like, this perfect person out there. But I think, like, the things that are high for me are definitely ambition and like a certain level of intellect that is challenging me and that I can like relate with in that level. I need someone obviously that I'm attracted to and there's good sexual energy and there there's that kind of content area. And then also, you know, someone who wants to build a family is I probably like the top three. And then there's like a bunch of other things that just like connections and right people and right energy and all stuff like that. Why do you think it's so difficult for you to find what you're looking for? I get this question on Instagram, especially about you because everyone's like, how is he single? I think if someone else is single and they're listening and they're not settling, why do you think it's so difficult for you to find exactly what you're looking for? Well, I think, again, like kind of going what I was saying before is like once you get to an independent state that like you're very content with yourself and you're fine with that and you're only going to bring someone in because you really like find them special and you're not you're not just settling like I think a lot of people do, then it's just it's very difficult like. I don't know, like when you're picky like that, finding that right person that like, because the next person I date, like I want to spend the rest of my life with, right? So it's like, I'm looking at like that, like, can I spend the rest of my life with this person? Which is sometimes maybe I got to like pull back and like be like a little less like crazy about in that sense. But doesn't that bring like a ton of pressure to that relationship with that person when you start doing that? Yeah, that's a whole nother thing issue, right? Like one thing, because I'm also a big manifester and I think it's um, Oprah Winfrey. 
And she That's she, not who I thought you were gonna say, but, but go on. <laughs> she has a really good like uh thing about manifesting. Basically, she like stopped doing basically mood boards because she's like, you have to be on the right frequency with your manifestation. And like, you know what I mean? Like you gotta be right in the middle. And like there's negative frequencies and positive frequencies. And basically, like when you mood board and you obsess about something. You're basically saying you want it so bad and you're fr- you, you have a lot of fear that you're not going to get it, right? Mm-hmm. So that, then, that, then you obsess about it versus like if you're confident that you're going to get that, you manifest that and you let you put that out into like the world and you're at the right frequency knowing you have the confidence that it will come to you. Yeah, like I was just, it's so funny. We were talking about this in the car today. I, like the way that I think about everything is like when, like when it happens. You yeah. Know I mean, like I never say like if, I will say like yeah. when could be anything yeah. it could be like when i have children or when i find a girlfriend or exactly when. but i but i've never under i i don't think I, have you ever done one of those mood boards i've never like done thing where i've like stapled a bunch you just got a mood board i just like staple a bunch of images so i feel like in a weird way like then you're kind of also maybe putting out a little desperate energy there is like that exactly what you're saying i got a, uh it's not a mood board it's an execution board that's different what is the difference it's like building the future that i envision in front of me and the one that i got it's so beautiful everyone should go buy it right now it's gonna sell out you should even buy it you're gonna love it when you see it it's so your vibe wes is by casa zuma it's by camille styles and she made this gorgeous board and you take like i i got like wooden thumbtacks of course i want i want it to look really aesthetically pleasing i want to look at it every day and on it i want to put magazines of the covers that I want to be on. You're making fun of me. I'm not making fun of you. I'm I'm actually asking you what you're doing. Hey, so I feel like you do this too in your own way. Can you speak on tools that you do, like I'm talking about my execution board, that you do to go into your manifestation mode? Yeah, and I could talk about that. But to to go full circle with the the Ofer thing and the, the dating thing is I do think I fall into that too much where it's like I do want to find the perfect wife and I I want children and I want a big family and I want all these things. And I think sometimes maybe I do get a little too bit serious right that and then lean in and and want it too much and have the fear that I'll never get it, right? Which again is going back off like you're on the wrong frequency in this negative frequency that like kind of is just not you're not in the right headspace to find the right person right so it's just like a matter of like understanding like okay i know what my goals are in the future i know what i want i want a beautiful wife that there's like you know we're extremely compatible and we're going to live together for you know the rest of our lives we're going to build this beautiful family but being able to put it out there and being having the confidence that that will come to me at the right time you know what i mean like that's i think the biggest thing that i'm working on this year in my experience and this is like i'm just gonna leave it in the episode i think sometimes you find a woman that you're into and you think she has those qualities, but she doesn't, but then you get so into it that you get blinded that she doesn't have those qualities. hundred percent. Right? And, and then when you're like, in the midst of it, like you, like you said, like Michael's telling me all the right advice and I'm just blinded to it because like I'm in it. Yeah. But that's and everybody when they take, I mean, especially with like relationship advice is like, it's easy to give advice. It's super hard to take advice. Probably myself at times too. And Lauren as well. Like you see, everybody can give great relationship advice, but most people can't take it. 100%. Yeah, right when you're in the moment. Yeah, because it's, it's like it's one of the most emotionally charged things. That's why I always find like business is a little bit, e- like in a weird way, business is easier than relationships but sometimes in my perspective because it's all basically like logic, numbers, reason. Where like emotion, like relationships all like logic and reason goes out the window. It's all emotion. I also think that you, and this is how we would talk off air. So this is kind of fun to do it on air. I think that you have been around Michael and I 
as your best friend separately and together. Like I feel like you and I have a friendship and Michael and you have a friendship that's separate. But then we also have a friendship as a threesome. The internet's going to read into that one. Isn't there a thread that says we're having a threesome? Yeah. You know, there's a whole thing, there's I guess. There's supposed to be this whole thing that I think we're a thruple. No. That we're like a, I don't know, whatever a thruple is. I think it's like a three-person relationship. Huh. Huh. Uh, sounds like a nightmare for me. DP so you, sounds like a nightmare you, you for me. You guys are too emotional. I don't need double you. penetration. That's enough. Double <laughs> <So laughs> penetration. <laughs> yeah. We've gotten far enough. Yeah, you know, the other day I took a picture between you and John Stamos, and that's about as close as I'm getting to a thruple. Chad, he's a pretty good-looking guy, though. I don't know. Yeah, I know you I might, might be I might thruple. go for Stamos. Sorry, okay. Wes. Stamos, okay. maybe. Okay, so... You're going to replace me with Stamos? What the fuck? I don't know, dude. He's pretty good-looking, man. You <laughs> should name this episode, Are Weston, Michael, and Lauren a thruple? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Get, get, I mean, listen, like you're, you're, you're up there, Wes, but then I met Stamos, and now I'm like, you know what? Maybe now that's my new best friend, and that's who I'm going to... We're going to be in a thruple with him now. So, but I think you know. that... that because we've had such a long friendship and you've been able to see like front row seats, our relationship from when we were 12. Obviously, we broke up in between there, but you've been able to see the whole evolution of it to now married with two kids. Sometimes I think that there's a standard that it's hard to get if you haven't known someone for a long time. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. There's been a lot of layers on our cake. And I feel like with whoever you decide to date, you're going to have to put the layers on and it's going to take some time. And that's annoying. Mm-hmm. I'll say this too, is like, like there is so much pressure like with me and other people like in society about like single and like, why are you single? But at the same time, it's like, I've always challenged like, what's wrong with being single? Right. In that sense, like not to call anybody out, but like I know plenty of people that are like actually the majority of people I know that are in relationships are not even necessarily happy in their relationships. And like a lot of them I watched rush the relationships, settle, push marriages and engagements because society told them. And it's not like the other side. Like I see like I have my single friends and then I have my relationship friends. And it's not like that other side of the relationship friends are like that much more happy in their lives. Right. It's like, well, some of them are probably actually more miserable. Exactly. So who it is like, it's like being single. I've actually like the past five years, it's like, yeah, it's been what did I say? Like five years since my last serious relationship. I was in a relationship for like six years before that. Dating up a storm though, man. But it's fun, right? Yeah. Like it's like I date a bunch of women. I learned a bunch of different things about myself, about them, like trips, experiences, like like sexual things. Like it's it's, it's like, you know, yeah, it's like fun. That. It's fun. So like they're like everyone. It's like always oh, so pressure. Why are you single? Why are this? And it's like, why not? No, like, no, I'm I not, agree. Like, I'm with having you. a great time. I agree with you there. And Weston and I both have. Actually, I don't. We gotta be careful here. I gotta be real careful here. But we know people that are in careful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was almost about to fly off the handle. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like they could just like triangulate and find out we have six friends, and we gotta be careful there. So I just say we know people. Fuck, it's already out there. Now it's like <laughs> we know people that are in serious relationships that are like maybe not the best examples of relationships. So to his point, like you don't want to just settle just because people are putting a timetable on it or you're reaching a certain age because the way I look at all of this, hopefully for most people, is if you're going to make a serious commitment, especially if you're going to have children, like this is going to be a very long-term commitment. You better make sure that you actually like to spend time with that person and want to be with that person for a very long period of time. Exactly. Because if you don't, like a lot of these things aren't... I mean, if you, I mean, obviously there's divorce, but if you start to have children with someone and people know this, like, it's not like that's like, hey, I don't have to be around this person anymore. Like, that's a lifelong commitment. One hundred percent. That's how that's how I look at it. Yeah. In that situation, and, and like, I, I'm completely happy and content in my life. Like, 
meeting people, running around, having different experiences, different conversations, learning new things, like I said, about them, about myself, about life and all, all of this. And like, I'm not going to give all that up unless it's this person that I really believe is my soulmate. And then I'm going to spend the rest of my life with and build an amazing family with and help. She's going to build me. I'm going to build her. And like, I'm just in a place in my life where like, I'm putting that out there and I'm confident that it's going to come to me and, and not to lean in too hard and just to, I mean, have fun in the meantime. By I the way, I feel like I have to say this. If I was me in this moment, I think I would still be single too. So I actually understand exactly what you're saying. I would not want to settle for anything but the best. And I think that I would be single. I really think I'd be single. I would have so many women all over the yeah, place. Yeah. I'd just be out of control. You would have so many women. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, Lauren. Calm down. Put the, the All right, let's go so on no, a break. No, but let's go on a break and let's see. Oh, wow. Um, you could take a break. I could use a break from you. Honestly, like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Let's take a little year break. No, remember what that person said right before this episode? They said, put yourself in another person's shoes. Consider yourself lucky, how lucky you are to, you know, that went over your head. So, but no, but I wanted to switch gears here a little bit because I think people that, see us together all the time they're probably wondering like what are these people together doing all the time together and then we're working yeah then you get reddit threads created and i don't think people realize like outside of our friendship that we are business partners in multiple endeavors and uh that we run different things together and we work together all the time you obviously are involved in skinny wesson and i had a, a business together a long time ago with furniture. We've, you know, the main business we're going to talk about right now is Woo, which is our sex business, which we've, Wesson's been running along with our CEO, Mackie, for years now. So it's like, we're not just hanging out all the time. And I don't think people realize that, that because they just see you all the time with us, but there's a, there's a purpose. We're not, you know, Wesson's at my house with his to-do list of things to check off, things to show me and a gallon of raw milk from the farmer's market. That's usually why he's at and my don't house. don't forget or the eggs. He, and the eggs. He, also, you forgot, literally designed our entire house. Yep. But what I want to talk about today, in which and Wesh is going to talk about too, is our business, Woo, our sex business, which you guys have heard about for a long time. We have, I think, the absolute best lube on the entire market. Lauren and I had a lot of trial and error. We figured this out. Coconut oil lubricant, stevia, vanilla, all natural. The best beeswax. for a blowjob too. And we've got toys. We've got all sorts of stuff. And Wesson's been primarily running that company. It's venture backed. Your media has been involved in it. We've raised capital, all private so far. But we're getting ready to do something that I want Wesson to talk about, which I think is interesting, especially for people in our audience that are aspiring investors or are investors or no investors, because we've never actually offered any of our companies that we run, they're all been private, to anybody outside of our circle or venture groups that we're partnering with. So I thought this would be interesting to talk about what we're doing here as well as just shoot the shit with you. Yeah, of course. I mean, what we're actually doing internally with Woo right now is we decided we wanted to raise more capital and we were kind of looking at different avenues of, of how we wanted to go about that. And we had a few friends that are also entrepreneurs in the space that actually had tested out crowdfunding on platforms like Start Engine to basically... Our friend Helen at Blender Bombs, who's been on this show crush it on one of them. Yeah. And so Helen actually had a lot of success on, I believe it was WeFunder, which is a crowdfunding campaign. And it's just a whole different experience where you really get the community that like has built around the brand together and you give them actually an opportunity to be a part of the brand and to potentially own a piece of the brand as well. So we kind of looked into it and kind of internally decided like we would rather take that route versus like the, the VC private equity route. So what we're doing is we're gearing up for a crowdfunding campaign through Start Engine. 
that basically we're going to bring our community together. And for the first time, we're actually going to offer them to be potentially they can own a piece of woo and, and be a part of the company themselves. Yeah. And I want to be clear here, like this is not a Kickstarter campaign. It's not one of those things where, Hey, let's see if we get a product developed and then like we have, you know, we get some, some kind of reward. I don't know if that's how they do it. This is actually an opportunity for people to, who are interested in investing in private companies to get involved. It's like I said, it's venture backed. Your media is invested. We have, you know, many years of of successful experience running the business. But when we started thinking about, okay, who do we want to bring on as partners next? We decided we've never, ever created an opportunity with any of the people that have actually helped build these brands, which is, you know, the people that have listened and supported these platforms for years to get involved. And so no pressure either way. This is not saying that people need to do this or have to do this, but for people that are interested in looking at any of the things that we've done, this would be an interesting campaign. And I think that we've also created something fun here and different, which you can talk about. And uh, yeah, I just thought it'd be just like an interesting take. Well, it's the best vibrator I've ever used. And I'm a connoisseur. And the lube is amazing because I remember when I used to use lube back in my day with my lineup. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I would use it and like you'd want to give a massage with like an oil and then you wouldn't want to touch it with your mouth or with any. I mean, it's just like gross. It's chemicals. And so what's so great about Woo's Lube is it's made from coconut oil. Well, I'm sure many of the listeners are already customers of the product. I mean, we've talked about Woo for years. How long, is the, how long have we had the brand now? We launched in 2018. I mean, we were building it a little bit before then, but it's been out since like early 2018. Yeah, so similar, same t- around same time as Dear Media. So yeah. let's say there's someone listening that wants to do what you're doing. What did the whole process look like? Like, talk to us about how you decided to get on the platform how you decided to conceptualize the video. Like, what did everything look like? Because it was a lot of work. Yeah, and as he's talking, for those of you that aren't familiar with Woo, and I think many of you are, if you just go to WooMorePlay.com, you can see the brand we're talking about. We've all, all three of us, Lauren, Wesson, and I are the founders of the business. We started it from the ground up and running it for six years successfully. So check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of value and like opportunity too for people that are young entrepreneurs or have ideas or have small startup businesses, but they're looking at, you know, scaling to the next level and looking at different avenues of raising capital and maybe don't want to take the traditional route of like VCs or private equity or angels, I think this is like a, a really great alternative. And it's something that's completely doable by anyone. And I had the the luxury of having Helen as a friend who we talked about who had successfully done a campaign before. So initially when we decided to do the idea, I was able to hop on a call with her CEO and kind of pick his brain on kind of how they did it and the ins and outs. And he told me a lot of really valuable information on what not to do and what to do. But basically, like in a nutshell, you pick um, a crowdfunding platform. We chose Start Engine, which is a great one. And then from there, you basically work with them on building up like what your campaign looks like and you know what, what you're going to raise, what your marketing assets are going to be. The, the Start Engine community has a bunch of you know, young investors and angels that like actually invest in startups. So they bring a lot to the tables, a lot of eyes on your brand. I'm looking at a lot of deals on those platforms yeah. now too. I mean, that's the other thing for, I think for a lot of, and we talk about, and I don't want to give direct investment advice here, but we talk about, you know, different opportunities on the show and how to diversify. And I think the the biggest problem is, is I realize that so many people just don't see deals, whether, you know, you, maybe you see them in the public markets, but mo- many people just don't see the private deals. So they don't, they're not able to get involved even if they wanted to. So this is, for me, it's interesting that these platforms now exist because people that wouldn't necessarily see these deals can now see all sorts of different deals. Yeah, 100%. And like, like, like I said in the beginning, it's just 
a really cool way if you have a community in like the Wu community, like it's an opportunity if like they love our love oil, they love our products, like we've helped them with their sex life, we've helped them with the relationship life that like we're bringing it together and you know, they, there's an opportunity for them to be a part of the company. And you sense. guys are selling a bottle of Woo every three minutes. Every seven. That is wild. Yeah, people love that statistic. So, so you need to finish with how you had the concept for the video. Yeah. So then, I mean, the end of the day, then you really just got to focus on your marketing campaign and really tell your story, your elevator pitch, and your in your story properly, right? So on Start Engine, there's a landing page that you build out that you can really optimize to again, just like you know, talk about all the benefits and all the success and progress you've had with the business. You and can the also finance. see the existing partners on the cap yeah. table. That's another thing is like, for me, a lot of the times when I do startup investing, it's to build relationships with the other investors on the cap table, which I think for people that are thinking about this avenue, that that's another thing is like just the people you get to meet and start to partner with, I guess in this case us, but, but that's no. like, that's mostly why I do it. I mean, obviously angel investing is always risky, but I think if you look at it through the lens of like, not only are you potentially investing in great companies, but you also have the ability to start meeting other savvy investors or other people in the space. Mm-hmm. Like that is another added benefit. Yeah, it's a, it's a great space for for networking and that for sure. And like you can get in for like a very little amount if you want to start like investing and playing around within these startup companies. I mean, for us, it, you know, you could start as low as $200, right? So it's not like some huge check that you need to put in. And then What's really fun in the marketing is we build all these incentive plans up. So it's like for if you invest a certain amount or you buy a certain amount, like, you know, you get a free Woo, you get free Woo subscription for a year. So some of them are like 20% off all of our products for life. And it even tears up where in some of the higher ones is like you get to meet with the leadership team and have, you know, quarterly Zooms with us. There's even one where like there's a founder dinner with Lauren, Michael and I that, that, you get to network and spitball with us on on the business. I don't know. I agree to that. I agree. Yeah, to that. I, I got you one. Nine, I got you one on a few whiskeys. I'm just. Signed, I signed off on that one. <laughs> There's probably many founders out there that are listening, and it's no secret that capital markets have been tight and tough, and interest rates are crazy. And it's just like, you know, I think some of the ways that funds were investing, they're maybe not investing in the same ways. Um, I think that you know people are looking for really responsible, efficient companies, which is why I'm confident in what we're doing here because all of these companies have been run well for so many years. But, you know, for for people that are out there, and this is mostly for entrepreneurs and founders or people that are running their own company, like I get excited about these new avenues because listen, the VC private equity world is great. And, you know, we've gone down those routes, but this opens up a whole new lane of innovation. And I think it also invites a whole new group of people that have never been involved in this world to get involved. And whenever I see something like that, like who, like who knows if this is the right avenue or not, who knows if it's going not, I'm confident that, um, for me, like this is what it's all about is like trying new things and going against the grain and doing things differently than, than ways that they've been done in the past. And so if you're a founder out there and you've been banging your head against the wall, trying to raise capital and you're getting a bunch of no's and you're, you know, struggling, or maybe people are giving you bad term sheets because market conditions or they're citing bad market conditions, which in my opinion is somewhat bad behavior. But if that's, if that's what's going on, like looking at these kind of platforms to me, as a founder is interesting. For the longest time, people were like, oh, like, is this like a Kickstarter or is this something that's like, you know, people thought it was prestigious to have to go with these funds. And for me, it's like, who gives a shit? I think any lane that makes sense for the business is a lane you should look into taking. Yeah, 100%. Lauren wants to get into the marketing and the video. Yeah, I want to know about the video. Tell us about the video. Come on. Did we make up the idea on mushrooms and Cabo? No, you did not have to make up the idea. I'm going to say credit. No, Michael had the idea. So 
Wait, wait, I hold think, on, hold, hold on. on. Let's I go on a tangent. I made up the idea. Let's go on a tangent. I here. actually think in my head I made up the idea. No, this Michael is a did perfect 100%. example because God I is remember. my witness. Lauren does this to me all the time where she convinces herself. You know that what's that saying where if you tell yourself a lie enough times it becomes the truth? Lauren tells herself that she comes up with ideas that she didn't, but she believes she did. Like she actually Are you sure I didn't come up with this? I'm 100% positive. You did not come up with it. I remember it different, but go on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She just remembers it different and then takes credit. So along with your campaign, you obviously have to create like a two, three minute founder video or brand video that really just pitches your business. And they all live on like the Start Engine page and every brand has them. And so we were kind of diving in and figuring out like what we wanted to do for that. And a lot of it is like the the videos that are on there. They're very like boring and stagnant. And it's like the typical like founder video of like introduction, the problem I found in the market, how I solved it, bragging about the business, its growth. And it's like call to action. We're bringing the community together to invest. And I want to do something different. We're a sex brand and we're fun. And so I had all these ideas. That's the other thing is a lot of these brands that say they're about sex and then turn into wellness yeah. brands or like yeah. tampon brands or whatever. It's like, that's not, that's not sexy. Yeah, no, no. And so initially, like, I, I, yeah, we really wanted to push the boundaries, but you got to be careful because there's a lot of parties involved. And like, you, you know, again, it is sex and it is still a very taboo subject. So the initial idea was to like be super funny and, and have like, there's that whole kind of meme out there that men don't know where the clit are. And like, that's a whole like problem. <laughs> like, because that a real problem definitely that, that we tackle at Woo is like an orgasm gap, which is there's not enough like heterosexual women in heterosexual relationships that are actually orgasming. But on, on, Insta, there's all that whole thing about men not knowing where the clit is. We had this whole like campaign of me like running around searching for the clit and we were going to like <laughs> raise money to go find the clit so I could educate men across the world like where it existed. Where's the clit? But that, where's, where's the, the clit? clit? It's, it's underneath, right? <laughs> where's is it on the, the back of your neck? I want you both to it's, describe it's where right, the clit is. It's, it's in is between it on the back your of your neck? <laughs> That's why we scrapped this video. We scrapped it because we just Where it. is the clit? Where it, Tell me where the clit is. What do you like? You want me to like describe yeah. in like detail where the fucking <laughs> <Yes>. clit is? <laughs> you, you, made, you, you gave you me the best pull? description of where the clit is. Know, Michael, Michael, diagram Michael has the best description of where the clit is. Yeah. I can draw it on a diagram. He was the little man on the boat. The little yeah. man in the boat. Yeah. Okay. I could point it out on a diagram. I could draw it on a picture. You I would know like, it if I like saw it. I'm not going to be the like, diagram. You want, like, you want to articulate like where exactly it is. If I get close and I have a magnifying glass and I can turn a bright light, I can find it. You know what I think it is with guys not knowing where the clit is? To be honest, I think it's pure ignorance and laziness. No, let me tell you what it is. It's you guys are so focused on your own dick that you can't for one fucking second take a look under the hood and see where the clit is. It's partly that. Do some research. It's partly that, but it's also partly that in sexual education, the first thing men see is the baby birthing video. What does that have to do with anything? That has to, that doesn't, (laughs) that just is like a giant baby coming out (laughs) and nothing. They don't, nobody stops You're going to blame. This is not taking accountability. I was taking notes You're in gonna the class. Blame, this is, you always talk about taking, taking accountability. This is pure ignorance and not taking accountability for your own life. I know. I'm taking accountability. Just because you guys see a birthing video, poor you. We're the ones that actually have to do it. No, that's not what I'm saying. You guys can't go out and search on Google for five minutes. To investigate where the clit oh, is. We search on Google, but when we search it, it doesn't pop up what you think. Okay, well, up. go get a, a, an anatomy book. Do you put some elbow grease into it, man? Yeah. 
it's, find it's, out where it's the just, clit yeah, is. It's, just, show, it's maybe, just laziness, lack of education. And then it's also communication. Maybe you can educate there's, a, there's a communication part too, because it's not just about where it is. It's like every girl's vagina is different every, and every girl likes different things. So it's there's also a communication. So you scrapped that video though, long story short. because Yeah, been so a long story video. short, I, I scrapped that video because they wouldn't let me do it. And so- <laughs> You know where like, the clit is, Michael. Don't act stupid. Michael knows where the clit is. So I, you know, I didn't know what to do. I was like stressing about, you know, that this video or this concept ha- had been denied. So simultaneously, Michael had seen this video about someone like with like a nipple bra and it was like this funny like video. And, and Michael was like, hey, you know that like that nipple bra that they came out with? We should do the same thing for Wu, but it's the boxer brief dick bulge. <laughs> Where like See, he has this, this is a creative brain where you brain. have this giant bulge. I was saying this is I know I was saying because there was the nipple one that shows that the nipples are always rock hard. And I was like, what if there was a boxer that showed a, just a dick being rock hard all the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. Like kind of clicked two and two together and said, okay, instead of the clip video, we're gonna do the the boxer brief dick it bulge video. It two and two together. Yeah, but that but that video was just a quick like twenty second like funny like viral moment on social that we're gonna use that will actually then draw you to the start engine page where there's a separate video that actually is like explains the company explain yeah we're actually serious because this is a serious thing that will give you a bunch of information on the background of the brand and like really what our mission is and like what we're trying to accomplish along with like all of like the success we've had over the past like six years you're all around sex all the time it's sex 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 Mm -hmm. because of what you do why do you think people are so uncomfortable to talk about sex i mean i think again it's just like even like he was saying like and, and like sex ed and in childhood they were, like that was weird and then like it's constantly told like hush hush you don't talk about it as a child like everything's covered up and so i don't know there's like some barrier that like w- once it gets to like people like when you get in a relationship and you start hooking up it's like this weird communication thing where it's like not an open communication and like i think people don't like when do i talk about it what do, do we bring up the conversation like before during after like at dinner and it kind of builds off of that. And there's just like a lot of like, there's a barrier that people can't pass. Well, Lauren sometimes has trouble understanding because she's such an open book and an overshare that she sometimes like can't get how people are not so open about it. But I mean, there's a lot of things it's like Puritan society, religion. There's a lot of shame around it for some people. People also learn people just aren't as open as you all the time. You know? Yeah. People are, just, is it, is it, people are repre- repressed too. It's like, the tragedy, like, they're, like, though, to- like, they're like taught not to talk about it. Yeah. The tragedy though, in a relationship is it's such an important part whether people face that or not. I think people that don't face that sometimes are like, just candidly, we've talked to so many, you know, relationship therapists on this show. Like there's someone in denial about how much of an important role sex plays in a relationship. And Lauren and I, in our relationship, we like, like luckily we have good sexual chemistry, but we have to like keep it top of mind and really work at it. It's not something like, I think people, you start taking it for granted and you don't talk about it and you don't put the work in. Like it, it, it can fall by the wayside really quickly and that fucks all sorts of things up. No, well, you just see. started taking that. What, what the, the fuck cigars? No, cigars. Okay, <laughs> cigars. I don't know what that does to the penis. It's but the nicotine. It's like pumping through the penis. They say like it's a, a myth, but I... Dildo. They, I believe that the nicotine gives you a testosterone boost or at least a blood flow thing. No, it's not a myth. No, That's I don't think... Well, but, but they say like if you Google like our cig- do, could cigars boost testosterone, there's not like proven data, but I don't know. In my experience, it's pretty good. But you also like that Huberman Fedoja. Oh yeah, for the momentous, and again, here's another free plug from momentous. The Fedoja and the Tongat Ali, I'm trying that. But I think that's like, it's an, these are just all natural hormone like boosting supplements that, that I'm taking. Well, they're working. Yeah. So Good. if you're you, you are you, how are you broaching sex with someone that you're in a relationship with? You mentioned like 
before, during, after? Like, how is, what do you think is the right way, the Western way? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, for one, it's it's a little bit easier for me because like I'm in, I own a sex business, right? So it usually gets brought up pretty quickly and then that kind of breaks the ice. And then I use that opportunity to then just like, kind of, again, clear the air and then bring up other sex topics. And like, once you would kind of like break that initial ice and you start asking questions or having a conversation about it, that's just like normal, then they usually start to warm up and like, it's, it's a lot easier from that standpoint. Right. But as far as then again, I think there's just, again, why there is this orgasm gap of so many women that aren't orgasming during sex, that aren't enjoying sex, that are faking orgasms is again, there's a lot of, there's a couple different aspects to it, but it, it, a lot of it is the communication, right? And it's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like, if I go down on a girl, like I said, every single girl's different, right? Like you can go on the internet and you could do a bunch of research on what, you know, how to stimulate and pleasure the clit, what the G spot is, where the G spot is, how to pleasure that. There's a million different things, right? But at the same time, like every single woman is different. So you can, it's not just some like copy paste, like research it online and then know exactly what to do. So after you've done your education, there's still so much that has to be done as far as communication, right? And like, if I go down on a girl, it's like, I, I kind of do like my first like little intro starter thing, but then I'll, I'll, I'll definitely like try to communicate with her and be like, what's it, your intro starter thing? Can you be more specific for our audience? They like you, tangible you, takeaways. You really want me to go? Yeah. We're going to get a lot of uh, fan mail on this, yeah. this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's your intro starter pack? I mean, I think there's a lot of like, you got to like go slow with a lot of foreplay beforehand that doesn't like you, I wouldn't just go straight down there and just A lot start. of guys just like to stick it in. Well, I'm not even talking about sticking in. I'm talking about going down on her. Okay. Like I wouldn't, like, you know, I wouldn't just go whoop straight down and then just go right for it. Right. Okay. I think there's just like a lot of like, uh, Someone aggressive. Yeah, just a lot of like, I don't know how to articulate it. Like, but like just fun kissing and just foreplay and just going slow. And like a lot of, like, again, a lot of touch. Right. And like also base, you could kind of like, again, with conversation over dinners, you could see like if one of her love, love languages is touch, if it's not, et cetera. So then like, based on that, you could figure, okay, like she's willing to touch and like, you could like figure out like what touch she likes and just like kind of foreplay and then eventually kind of go down there. And then I think it's just like with your fingers, it's a lot of like, just like subtly like warming up with the clit and then eventually going in with both your clit. And I mean, I don't know how I'm fucking saying this on the podcast. Don't, but it's the podcast. What are you talking about? Don't smoke cigarettes either before you use your fingers. What? Only cigars. Uh, when have you ever seen me smoke a cigarette? I, I haven't. I'm just giving a hot tip, like a hot takeaway for someone who's listening. But anyways, one, after after that, like, I don't think there's anything wrong, especially like in a new relationship. We're like, hey, like, like. Yeah, but the you... problem is people wait a long time in relationships to get into this. And by that time, like so much time has passed. And I can't tell you how many people come on here. And then it's like, it's a disaster because it's awkward then. You know, if you've waited years to have this conversation with your partner. It's it's hard to break. Yeah, so it. if you could get in a habit, I mean, there's people that are married that have to work at it. But if you're not married and you're like s still like dating, it's like start practicing communicating right from the beginning. There's nothing wrong with it. And then like honestly, some people it's just like, have bad sexual chemistry too. Yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, of course. Of course, sometimes there's just the, there's, the chemistry. Even, I mean, is like, just even like even like good. you know, I've I've been in situations where it's like it's just not the it's not the right energy. You know. You've had other situations besides me. No, but I'm just saying some people aren't compatible. No, Lauren, it's just you. Ever since I, ever since I entered this world, it's only been you. Okay, good. What's your love language? Mine? Yeah. You know my well, love language. Well, I know. Language. I just want you to say it. 
Well, I think it's probably what are the okay, wait, hold on. Let me, let me He's for sure words of affirmation. No, no, I don't think I'm words of affirmation. I had His a Japanese I had a Japanese mother. Ish. I didn't get words of affirmation as a kid. No, it's not words of affirmation. No, affirmation. but you like if, if if like if you do a lot of like things for a lot of people and you want to like them to recognize it. I like acts of service. Like if you plan an amazing trip, which you do, and you you put all this effort into these like amazing trips and you spend all this money, all you want is for the people to be like, Michael, that was thank you so much. For putting that together i had an amazing time like you're the best that's what that's you want acts of service though a letter no but the words are a appreciated a but somebody taking the time to write the letter as the act it's a little bit does that make sense so it's a combination of but both. but i like it's not touch it's not what's the other one gifts what are they wait gifts touch words of affirmation acts of, what's the what quality is it the, time quality time mine's all of them yeah <laughs> Yeah, she's, that's the thing is like it's fucked up because she's like you gotta understand the love languages, but then she commandeers all of them and says that they need to be all of them. Hers yeah. is hers is touch. No, what mine's all of them too. Here's the thing too though, like like there's all these like fun little card games and things out there that you can also play to break the ice. Like you can easily like there's there's this one game I was actually playing it like a few weeks ago that ha- it's like a card game and it has all these different things and you ask each other questions and like you can break the ice that way and then like start talking and then you. We learn. played that game in Cabo. Let's fucking date. That's the one, right? Yeah, that was so cute. Yeah, it was yeah. such a great way to break the ice. We also did that other one when we were in Florida. Oh, yeah, we did. Um, Keita, who does flossing on me at the road, gave me this card game. Shoot, what's it called? I have to put it in the show notes. It's so cute. That was a little bit more PG. Let's fucking date. It's like, I like how it's like so. Yeah, it's fun. And if like one card's like too aggressive, you pass it. And another one, it's like you could learn so much about each other, like about what you like in foreplay and like what your past things were, what your kinks are and like all these little things. And it's like an innocent game that you just play and you like drink to it and you break the ice and you can have fun with it. But like, I don't know, that need, like the communication needs to happen because we're not all the same people that want the same thing. Let me ask you this, because there's a lot of, well, I guess there's a lot of men and women that listen to this show. For the, for the relationships that aren't working out for you, what are the things that where you're just like, you get the ick? And I was trying to explain, I talked about you actually on this podcast one time and I said like my friend Weston, he talks about the ick factor where all of a sudden you think you're innocent and then you get the ick, someone turns off. Like what are the things that are turning you off or the things that are people are doing wrong? I want to see like if you're, if you're crazy or if these are like common things. Can I add to the ick list too? Yeah. Okay, you can go first. You're, you're, you're going to be on the ick list and you haven't been in, you've been like. I've got the ick. 20 years you've been in a relationship. I've gotten the ick. Not by you. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but also I want to be real for like for, for for men in that sense. Be real how we would be in the sauna. Okay. Well, I think like the ick for one, it's like it's sometimes it's not even necessarily like something later on. But basically, I think for, for men in general, it's like we were, expo- we were actually talking about this. Like we almost have two brains. We have like our brain here in our head and then we have a brain down in our dick that like thinks that just wants sex and it's going after that. And every man has it. And so a lot of times you think with your other brain. And so all you want, all you envision is, is you want to like hunt this, like basically like you're a hunter and you want to. Like, you can I use regular words. You're like trying to be PG with it. I could just talk. Basically, just you just it. you just want to bust a nut and all you're doing is thinking with yeah, your mouth. Well, well, <laughs> just be real. No, but a lot of times it's like, yeah, like you, you, you're attracted to a girl and you're like, all I want to do is fuck her. And, and so basically you're, you're on a mission along that mission there's probably some things that like are red flags or that like you're not necessarily into or that annoy you but because you're on this mission you're like you disregarding you disregard all these red flags or all these things that annoy you because you're like you you got you got one thing to do and then basically once you you accomplish that you're like like, oh like okay i did that and you get your like what do they call it like post-nut clarity (laughs) then afterwards all these little red flags and annoying things start to come up and they like they really intensify 
and like annoy you because now that you got what you wanted, now. Well, now you're thinking clearly with the other brain. You yeah, yeah. Now you're cl- thinking clearly with the other brain, and so you see all these things, and, and you're like, "Oh my god!" That? And then that that creates the ick. That's when you got to go. Do you get where you're like so turned on by someone and that you disregard red flags? Is that like or a no? Version of I that? get the ick. This is me personally. I can't speak for women everywhere. I get the ick when I was dating before I had sex, so then I wouldn't have sex. It, the ick saved me from sleeping with a ton of people because I would get the ick before. One guy like went out to the bar with me. He was like kind of famous. And we went back to my house. (laughs) We went back to my house and like he was a good looking guy. And then like he pulled his pants down and was like, let's hook up. And I was like, get out of here. Like gross. And I kicked him out of my house. Like he didn't even like. If that happened to Weston and he had not had sex with the person yet and the woman went back and pulled down her pants and said, let's have sex. There's no way you're getting, you're, you're having the sex. You're not going to, unless there's some disaster. Well, the penis wasn't my vibe either. Penis wasn't my vibe. It wasn't my aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. It didn't match. No, your... I'm a creative person. I have a very specific <laughs> aesthetic to adhere to. Um, but the ick is is a real thing, and I would love for you because I talk to a lot of guys about this all the time. Tell us some of what those red flags are that you're disregarding until after you have your post nut clarity. I mean, honestly, it could be the smallest, like weirdest things. Like, like give an example. Like their dog and the way they talk to it. That's a real story, isn't it? No, I'm just, I'm just giving 100%. an example. It, it could be just like random things. Some, it's like the the ick. Sometimes it's the ick again. Isn't like this huge, like red flag. It's of an like, energy. Yeah, because like the, the the big red flags, like that are like the true red flags that like she's like, you know, I can't think of me off the top of my head, but like those are clear. Like the the ick comes from like these little, just small characteristics in the person's personality that you ignored before. But listen to this. I have two younger sisters. And what I was trying to explain to them my entire life growing up with them was that men, many men, especially in this pursuit, will do and say anything in, you know, in, in pursuit of getting, getting sex, right? There's a compatibility thing between people where if you are not matches, men will disregard not being a match and still pursue until this happens. And then what happens is you, like in my case of my sister, this is not for every woman because you know everyone's different. But what I would tell them is like, you don't want to be caught in that in-between where the guy's only pursuing for that and disregarding red flags and then gets it and then says, oh wait, you have a lot of red flags and I'm leaving. Like you got to really like take the time to make sure that, there, that there's a compatibility thing going on between each person. Does that make sense? 100%. Because like to his point, like, Men will ignore the compatibility issues. It might not be even a serious red flag. It just might be like these two people aren't compatible just to get sex. And then when they get this, and it's not every guy, I'm sure it's different, but for most guys that I know. And I think that people that are unaware and we'll just pick on my sisters, if they were unaware of that, you could put yourself in a bad situation with someone you shouldn't be with. If I were looking from an outside point of view and I were coaching women on how to land the guy, and this is my own 101 is I would say when a man feels like you need them too soon, it's a turnoff. And I would say make the man pursue you and hunt you. Because men by nature are hunters. And when they feel like they're being hunted and they're being held down and they're being suffocated, it's a turnoff. And this is through a lot of research, through talking to a lot of different men, is the second that they feel like you're 
trying to suffocate them, they get turned off. I've noticed this from a lot of men. Well, I think we all want to see there's an interest, but I don't think we all want to be aggressively pursued because I think she's probably right on with that. No, analogy. like for me, I want to be courted and I want to be courted till the day I die. Just so you know, I want to be courted. I want you to open the door for me. I want you a sh- chivalry, whatever the f- how you fuck you say it. I want, I want all Good of night. it and I want it delivered and I want it like I, that's how I want it. And I think that when you have that mentality, especially when you're dating or when you're having sex with people, there is an underlying tone of confidence, whereas the other side of it feels insecure. Exactly. I mean, that's what we were talking about earlier is when you lean in too much, it's because you want it so bad that you're fearful that you can't get it. Like my vibe is if I'm dating right now, you're lucky to be in my ether. I've been timing this episode on the link on your IV bag. That's, That's disgusting. Serious. If you touch my IV bag, I swear <laughs> to God, about, I will break up. I will be single. Grace, what do you think? We got about maybe like four minutes left. Yeah, five. It's going to go quick when it's down at the bottom. At that. If Michael touches my IV bag, that's a deal breaker. But yeah, I think that, that you have to have the confidence in your life that a man is a cherry on the top, not the whole cake. And they're lucky to be around you. And your life is so full and you feel so fulfilled and truly actually feel it. I'm not saying to fake it, that they are like sort of an afterthought. And I feel like that energy is getting lost. Yeah, but it's going back to what we said in the beginning of the episode. It's really easy to take advice when you're not in it. But people that are in relationships or having those emotions, it's really hard to step back and be logical. Yeah, that is the difficult part. But she, I mean, she is right. Yeah, I just went through months with you trying to get you to think logically. It's tough. And I fell into it. I mean, you're also right too about like, I truly think it's like men like are, you got to look at men as hunters, right? And it's like, as a woman, what are you going to be like an easy like rabbit or hare that gets caught in a cage? Are you going to be a cheetah? A cheetah or are you going to be a lion? People hate this conversation now though, because it's like, yeah, but it's, but like, they hate the conversation. Why? This is, this is biology. You know what? I was just watching the Napoleon movie and I didn't like it as much as I thought I would because I love that. And I was realizing it's like everything that everybody creates now is like they're softening the delivery up for everyone. Like nobody wants to. No, I'm not softening the delivery. But you know what I'm saying? Like everything is so, the delivery is now so soft at the expense of like trying, of worrying about making people feel uncomfortable or hurting someone's feelings. I understand like the intention's good, but like sometimes people just don't deliver the straight, real information. This is the straight, real information. You heard it here first. And merging the two together, it's like, I think a lot of like the times I've ever felt the ick, it has been like an easy close, right? Like it's been very, like, it's been very That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like you were the rabbit. So for me it was I put a cage out with a carrot in it and like I got you in 2 seconds and then I got the egg. Versus the women that have been the cheetahs and the lions, like I it, there's much more depth and there's a lot more just kind of like seducing that needs to be done and then th- that that creates a connection between you two and then again like you get to a point in a relationship and like the the the, the ick doesn't exist cuz you've like built so much off it and she's given this level of confidence that like you're attracted by just like make them come to you bait them to come to you stop going to them if someone if a man especially wants to call you i learned this from my dad after he divorced my mom he dated all different kinds of women they will call you they have a phone to pick up if if a man wants you he will pursue you aggressively 100% and i just don't get why we can't have that conversation like i guess we can we're having it right now but like that is a fact. Yeah, I've never met, and in myself included, any of my guy friends that like when they're really into something, they're not aggressively doing what you're talking about. 
Like, no, like what I always tell my sisters, like, you don't have to wonder, like you should never have to guess like, oh, I wonder if he's into me or not. If you're wondering, it's probably because it's not. And also my thing is like, do you really want someone who's not completely obsessed with you? Who's so into you? I want the person that I'm with to be like, can't get enough of me. Yeah. Well, anyways, all right. We've covered a lot of ground here. So if people want to invest in Wu and the sexual movement that Wu is providing, how can they do that? I think this is such a cool way to involve the audience and the community. And if people have not invested before, it's a great way to dip your toes in it. If you're a savvy investor, it's a fun way to get involved more. If you want to come to dinner with Michael and Weston and I, if you know and talk about the ick. If you know investors, I thought it would be uh, interesting. Yeah, it's, I think it's a really cool way to engage the community. Tell us where we can get all the information and stalk you on Instagram. Drop in your DMs. Will the campaign be live when this is live? Yeah, the campaign will be live. So if you're familiar with our website, woomoreplay.com, you can actually go there and you'll see like the banner there and some information. And then there'll be a button that you will click that leads you to basically startengine.com. Or if you want to find the campaign straight from startengine.com, you would basically go to startengine.com backslash offering backslash play. And I'm sure we'll put it in the show notes and yeah, everything I'll put it in like the show. that. Yeah, go yeah. Shop. And we'll also write when this, when this episode goes live is we have our Valentine's sale. So it's 20% across the entire site for Valentine's Day going through, I think it's the 31st on all of our, all products and all bundles. And you could find the campaign on startengine.com or like I said, go to our website. And then once you're there and you're interested, I mean, you can basically reach out to us. You could set up a 30 minute Zoom with me. I could walk you through everything, anything, questions you have. And there's a bunch of d- different opportunities to get involved with our internal team and our community. And it's just like, we're really trying to kind of bring everyone together and have like a really cool opportunity for this. At WooMorePlay, WooMorePlay.com. If I were you guys, I would run to get that vibrator. It is the best vibrator ever in the world. First of all, it is silicone. It's the perfect size. It's not too loud. It has a case. So like, you know, when you have a toothbrush without a case, it's a nightmare. The same goes for a vibrator. This one has a cute case and it's great to use alone or during sex. I have like 10. You don't know how to charge them. You don't ever charge them. She's like, why? I'm a little lazy with the charge. No, they're great. They're, they're, they're small. They're really fun for couples too that like the guy can use during sex. There's been a lot of trial and error. You can yeah. use them Developing. on ball sacks. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Multifaceted And the love oil is the best. You'll have the best sex of your life. I, I promise you with the love oil. Poor Grace from Smooth Aesthetics in Austin who had to sit here and listen <laughs> to this episode while I did an IV. You guys, thanks so much for watching, listening. Make sure you watch us on YouTube. You can see my IV drip slowly while you hear us talk about the ick. At Weston Mitchell on Instagram. Go snoop his DMs. Stalk his Insta. Wes, come back soon. Two things before you go. You can watch us now on YouTube. So you can go on YouTube, search The Skinny Confidential and watch our entire episodes on your computer or TV. Also, you should know Michael and I are doing a him and her newsletter. So basically, it's a him and her tip of the day, five days a week. And the tips are very specific, as you can imagine. And then we also have a monthly favorites. So basically, we collect all our monthly favorites, everything we've bought and used and tried and put it in one monthly newsletter for you. To sign up for that, go to shopskinnyconfidential.com and sign up for the newsletter. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.